Sometimes you fuck things up Welcome everybody, this is Talking Soda Pop with Cameron and Christian, and today we have... Ethan. Oh, sorry. Friends of Elephant. <laughs> we just went over this and I already forgot. It, it, no, no it's, it's okay. Normally he messes it up. <laughs> it's Zoom. It's the Zoom lag. That's all it is. Yeah. Can we just blame it all on Zoom, for God's yeah. sake? Yes. Oh um, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Friends of Elephants, nice to see you. Hello. Thanks oh, for yeah. having me, guys. Oh yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, beautiful. Ethan, will you give us a, a quick, uh, or everybody, a quick recap of who Friends with Elephants is, what you guys do, and how much fun you have doing it? And who well, your enemies are. Yeah. Okay. Well, start with the enemies. <laughs> um, Taylor Swift is at number one. God damn. Um, we have some beef. I don't know if you've been on Twitter lately, but um, <laughs> it's uh, pretty crazy. Um uh, yeah, so Friends of Elephants is basically, um, it's just my, the name that I've given to my project where I write songs, you know, I, I just, uh, basically I started writing songs when I was like 14. And then after a few years, I finally wrote a good one. And then um, I've, I've been doing it ever since. And I just really love writing songs. It's probably the thing that I'm best at in the world, I think. Um, so friends with elephants i used it's gone i've gone by a couple different names um well no just one other one really um i was sweet francis for a moment this was before i had a band and um uh yeah i uh so i would be sweet francis at open mics you know which was kind of silly but um, anyway eventually i i had an instagram you know and uh and I, the Instagram name was friends with elephants. Cause it was just the first thing that popped into my head. And, um, and then, uh, I was like, what do I name my, my project? You know, and my friend was like, why not just that? And I was like, all right. So that's how it became the name of what I do. But, um, I finally got some folks to, uh, to play my music with me. Um, we started, we started, um, practicing like last summer like during the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. yep. and, um, in like August, I think last, last year or, um, August or, uh, July. But anyway, so uh, we played our first show, um, this year in June at the summit and, um, yeah, we've played probably 11 or 12 shows, uh, up to now. And that's pretty much what friends with elephants is. And I've, I've got some demos that I recorded on Spotify and two songs that I actually like recorded with a friend in his studio. Um, so yeah, nice. that's, that's, that's about what we are right now. We yeah, isn't. Cool. Mm-hmm. What? So friends with elephants, is it, it just literally came to your mind or do you like, you like elephants and stuff? Like what's the, I, I wish, I feel like people get the idea that I'm like really big into elephants or animals <laughs> or something, but now it just popped into my brain. Um, but I have grown to love them since I've been, um, calling myself that I think elephants are really neat. You know, they never forget from what I hear. 
and um, yeah, they're pretty great. <laughs> you're contractually obligated now, is what you what you're trying to tell us yeah. without saying it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If you break yeah. that contract, they won't forget. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how how did you come up with Sweet Francis? I was uh, I I asked a friend for a ride somewhere, and she said, "Yeah, sure." And I tried to type "sweet thanks," and uh, it's <laughs> "sweet Francis," and I was like, "That's got kind of a ring to it, you know." I like it. <laughs> so, and I at the like time, it. I just you know I had just been playing open mics for like five years, and was like, "I guess I'll try and do something that inches me toward the goal of like actually being a professional musician." And I was like, "Why not just have a name, you know?" All right. So, yeah, <laughs> I like it. You've been um, you've been doing the uh, open mics at um, Trunken Head, right? Yeah, I just took over hosting over there, which is huge. Uh, it was the first open mic I ever went to, and I've been doing that open mic um, for like eight years. Uh, and then um, the guy who was running it had been doing it ten years this year, and um, he just didn't want to do it anymore. And, um, and, uh, he's kind of a, it's, it's just kind of a legendary thing in Columbus, at least in my circle. And, um, it's, it's such a great open mic and it's already so established. So I'm really lucky to uh, have the opportunity to, uh, to do that. But yeah, it's been going well. It's been like a month. So it's really fun. Hmm. Was that, was that, uh, was that, was Nick running it before? Cause he was running mm-hmm. a sound over there. Yeah. Nick Magato was doing sound and he's obviously a legend himself. But uh, Billy Zen was the um, was the host of the music and um, of uh, Billy Zen and the Enablers and several other local groups. Sorry, I'm done smoking. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Oh yeah, the um, oh what is it? There's a there's a couple of specific open mic places. Obviously, Kerouac um, does an open mic quite often uh there's another karaoke bar though isn't there in columbus that that does like that's pretty much all they do is just like specifically karaoke but they do regular they have bands play there i can't think of the name um it it might be uh i know it's it's like i don't think it's on high street i think it's like off of high street but basically right there i just I feel like I've driven past it a bunch recently for going you know, going to shows and I mm-hmm. see it all the time. I see the sign. I just can't think of the name of it. My brain's all foggy right now for some reason. I don't know. I know that um, I went to Mickey's a few times because I had heard that it's like that they have like the best karaoke in mm-hmm. Columbus or whatever. And it was all right. It was pretty cool. Um, I know Lido's has a pretty poppin' karaoke night on Saturday nights. Um, gotcha. But yeah, I don't know what you're referring to specifically. God, I just would. I never, I've never done karaoke. That sounds horrifying, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. And like open mics sound terrifying. So you never, never done open mic? No. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I. They are terrifying, you know. And that's uh, that's at least at first, anyway. And I think you know, I think you still get a little. I still definitely get a little nervous um, when I when I do them, but definitely a lot less than like. I would say that I would attribute a lot of my um, my stage um, um, performance, like 
do I, I've developed a lot of that, like most of it from playing open mics, like and just so much of my musicianship um, has developed from like the people at open mics who have encouraged me and um, and just the, you know, the act of getting up there every week as terrified as you are, as, you know, unfamiliar with the song that you might want to do or whatever as you might be and just doing it because it's just an open mic. It's like right. a beautiful thing. And um, yeah, I definitely like, I really recommend open mics to everybody and, you know, anybody, even if you're, you know, not like if, if music isn't your main thing, like if you like to do music at all, like you can come and do a set at open mic and shit, man, who knows? Maybe it'll like change your life. Right. I really think it's changed my life for sure. Um, so yeah, dude, come on out Wednesday night at eight signups are at seven. You should come <laughs> down and play a set, man. <laughs> That's no, I have I I specifically have my four uh friends to help me through the hard times of playing music. I think it'd be weird. I don't know if I could like uh, maybe I could do cover songs probably by myself, but I, I feel like it'd be yeah. weird if I was like up there and I tried to do one of our songs because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have anything else to think of. God, that'd be yeah. weird. Ugh. It's definitely weird. I mean, depending on what you're used to. I think it's really cool that you have so much experience with the, a band, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't have that until last year, really. You know, I played bass in a couple other bands over the years, um, uh, a few bands, you know, and, and have done a lot of gigging and stuff. But um, as far as like being the front man, it's like a whole different thing. And uh, I've had to adjust to that a lot, you know. But um, I definitely think um, it's probably. Well, I, I just definitely recommend like doing open mics because it, it just really helps you get used to being on stage and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really helped me. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I dislike the word front man. Like the mm-hmm. face face sounds better. The face of the band. Which yeah. Is Christian. Christian is definitely the face of the band. I just have to talk to people. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's why I stand off to the right or to the left, and that's still horrifying. I think you've got you're the fingers of the band, Christian. No, 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 no. My voice cracks when I'm talking to people younger than me, and I feel bad. No, it just does. In opportune moments, I'll be saying something serious, and I'm like, "Oh, we heard, we all heard that, right?" I have to bring it up. You gotta go through puberty at 26. Yeah. Oh okay. no, I, I it's okay. I, I think I would, I think I would shit myself if I tried an open mic. But thank, thank God I can't because I got work. I'd have to, I'd have to quit my job and then I'd have time to go anywhere at night again. You work most nights. Yes, it's mm. horrible. Like, what's your schedule? Sunday through Thursday, two to ten. Damn. Yeah, that's uh well the Lido's open mic starts at ten on Monday nights. God damn, really? Yeah, so you got no excuse now, man. Oh shit. And that's run by my good buddy Andy Shaw. So uh yeah, man. You should Why come so out late on a Monday? I don't know exactly, but it's an interesting vibe. It's definitely not as much of a listening room. It's like, you know, there's maybe fifteen people sitting around the bar having conversations and the other musicians are kind of floating around listening to you, you know, a little bit. But yeah, it's it's a different thing. That sounds horrifying. 
It's uh, it fun, be. but horrifying. I don't know. It, that almost be better because no one's like paying attention to you. You can do whatever you want. I, I guess that is normal like, for it. It's fun to like try to get their attention. Just like maybe do some crazy song and like see if anybody turns around. And honestly, they usually don't. Like you could be up there screaming and shitting your pants and like <laughs> keep drinking their beer and talking about the Browns. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. What you know, focus all their attention on the Browns instead. That's uh Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Losing out to the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're winning something, man. Yeah, <laughs> good for them. I recently decided to start. Uh, I've never been that into like NFL football. I used to be so into like college football when I was like fifteen, you know. Mm-hmm. But then I started playing music a lot, and like, and I, you know, obviously as an adult, I like can't afford a television, you know. So, <laughs> so it's hard to like keep up with any of that. But I recently, like, we can watch the games a lot at, at my job uh we can just have the tv on in the background so we've watched a couple browns games you know because they're on and um so i think i've decided that i'm going to be a, a browns fan like you know because i realized like i can choose i can choose whatever team i want to you know going into this thing and um they, the browns were playing the patriots and i don't like the patriots for whatever reason they just <laughs> kind of seem like assholes you know um but they yeah the patriots yeah but um so i decided to be a browns fan uh and i'm excited about it go browns go browns (laughs) Uh, i can't watch football i i i'm i don't know it's not that it's like i don't enjoy it i think i just there's other things i'd want to do i can feel like i want to do instead Mm -hmm. although at the same time like i want to play my guitar but I get paralyzed by the the hypnotic patterns on the computer screen and I'm stuck playing Halo for 12 hours. So, mm. you know, yeah, hard to stop. That's tough. So I'm taking it down to the liquor store. Let's talk back to music. Uh, music at the liquor store. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you said you started doing open mic nights when, when you, you said you've been doing it for eight years, right? Yeah, I'm 26. And, so so you've been so you've been you've been doing them uh since you were uh, 18 correct yeah sorry uh, you said you play started playing music when you were 14 well i started playing my first instrument was bass when i was 11 okay. and um and then guitar when i was 14 and then um and tuba when i was 13 but that doesn't really count. I oh, I just like to throw I that in there. I think it does. Like I, haven't awesome. a tuba. I haven't played a tuba in like probably 11 years, but I think Would I could still rock it? out the VeggieTales theme song. <laughs> I'm like 90% sure I could still do it. Let's go. Come on. I, I, I we, get, we, got some, we, got, we need some features. I want a tuba. Dude, I, wanna... I would love a tuba. They're so expensive, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you... When you started playing guitar, when you were playing bass, when you playing tuba, mm-hmm. what were you? What were your? What were your? Uh, what were your go-to bands while like practicing? Like, what were your influences growing up? And what? What kind of helped shape what you are making now? How did um, it evolve? Well, I'd say the biggest one was probably Fleet Foxes. Um, I I got super into them when I was first learning how to play guitar, 
and uh, they were, you know, I used to go around saying they were my favorite band in the world, which is a concept I don't know if I still believe in necessarily. But, um, but yeah, I love Fleet Foxes. Um, and I think that's why I am so into songwriting because Robin Pecknold of Fleet Foxes is just such a tremendous songwriter. Um, lyrically, musically, you know, it's just gorgeous music. And um, so, yeah, Fleet Foxes are probably number one. Um, also, like I, I've paid a lot of attention to. Well, I listened a lot to like Weezer back in the day. I love early Weezer stuff, man. Um, uh, the Strokes are huge. And I just got to play a Halloween set as the Strokes at Space Bar. And that was a blast. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was really cool. Um, I, I was really into like Cake. You know, when I was first learning to play guitar and writing songs and but as far as what in, what influenced my music, like Arcade Fire, definitely um, the Shins, the Strokes, you know, um, maybe the Red Hot Chili Peppers, honestly, a little bit, because I do love some Red Hot Chili Peppers, man. Um, but yeah. I think Christian yeah. said when we first played the show with you guys, uh, I, th I, if I remember correctly, Christian, you had said that it reminded you a lot of the shins. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like that, like that whimsical, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, James Mercer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, Oh, I love how he writes songs. He makes me want to write songs way better. Uh, oh, yeah. And, 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 and I, it's like, it's one of my go-to's, um i like putting on like saint simon just listening i'm like chanting under himself mm -hmm. in the background i love that song um oh yeah he he's fantastic it was also i i also uh i saw your pine grove hat and i was like oh this dude this dude's cool as hell <laughs> dude yeah I, I love pine grove they're one of my current favorite bands for sure i just saw them at the athenaeum and um i was very drunk and I was maybe in like the second row, like right in the middle, you know. And uh, after one of the songs, I was like, Evan, I'll trade guitar picks with you. And he was like, all right. So he came <laughs> over and traded guitar picks with me. And that was pretty dope. Um, and uh, we stayed after me and my friend, um, like hung out out back and got to meet him and stuff. I actually met him when I first saw them um, in uh covington kentucky at a southgate house revival which is a dope venue um that i believe used to be a church but um so we uh me and my buddy stayed and uh and met him and at the time we were both like geeking out about it you know we were like do you like jackson brown and like you know how old are you and all these little questions for him um but yeah i had him sign this hat and the signature excuse my hat here but the signature has gone you can't see it at all because um you can almost kind of see the yeah the sharpie there but like a month later i was wearing it and i got blackout drunk and i vomited like i think i was going like that vomiting down and it got on the bill uh. the brim so <laughs> anyway i should have worn the hat and had him re-sign it but i forgot to wear it i wore a different hat that night so that's mm. a bummer mm. But yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, I mean, it means a lot to me. I know you're not complimenting me or whatever necessarily when you when you said that it reminded you of the shins. But that is huge, man. That really makes me oh, feel that, that is a that is a 
an all-time compliment from yeah. me. That is, I love the chins. Like that is, uh-huh. that is, that, that is, that makes me want to say that. Be be more witty when I write like lyrics and stuff too, because I'm like sometimes uh-huh. he's saying shit. I'm like, who who is this man? It's so clever, yeah, and like his vocabulary is excellent. I know. Um, and uh, but yeah, Saint Simon is one of my favorites, and I've tried to cover it on acoustic guitar, but he just sings so damn high, you know. Yeah, I see eyes are blue when she places them in front of you. I mean, that was actually I think you did a pretty good job right there. Yeah. Well, it's like I try not to because he does it full voice, you know, and I and I have to do falsetto, and I think it takes away a little bit of the power. But um, what a great dudes behind you going. (laughs) Oh yeah, damn yeah, that'd be great. Um, I need to get some uh, some other vocalists in my in my band. Oh, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I uh, wanted to just point out that when did you guys put out We Might Be Dreaming? I'm curious. Um, that came out in June, I June. believe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's the pot or the not podcast, the playlist that mm-hmm. Northside Booking put together. Um, yeah. He's got that song on it. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, I've listened to it before, but I was listening through that playlist again because mm-hmm. it just came out, and I like to go through and see if there's any new bands I haven't heard before. Um, mm-hmm. But I, a song came on, and I was like, I was like, I know this song, and I was like, ah, oh, I really like this song a lot. I was just enjoying being at work with like nobody there, and I was just like, mm-hmm. I just turned it up a little bit extra, and I was like, this is just calming. It's a nice Friday. Damn, it's a that's good awesome, man. <laughs> well, thank you, buddy. I'm yeah. so I'm so oh, yeah. honored. Um, yeah, I uh, I loved y'all's music video you just put out recently. Or was that recent? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. August, September. I don't, know. I don't remember. Yeah, it's it's great. I, I can't and... remember. I forgot we did that. <laughs> it's really cool. And uh, who who like who was the creative lead on that project? Um, well, Christian gave us the idea for like the in the TV thing. Um, mm-hmm. Frank, who's the one who shot it, uh, Frank mm-hmm. Marino, he's really awesome and he's super cool. Uh, he kind of like put all of these weird non conjunctive ideas together and made it one cohesive thought, uh, mm-hmm. and just kind of made it work. Um, because there was a lot of we pretty much gave him no direction. So we told him kind of what Christian was thinking originally and then said, whatever you can think of to, you know, make this make sense will work for us. So I, I thought he did an awesome job on it. Oh yeah. It came out really well. Um, I wanted to make a music video for, we might be dreaming. Um, but I think that, I mean, it just didn't, didn't happen. You know, I was just really busy and like, didn't have any money. That's such a big problem. You gotta have money for this shit, man. That or you gotta go buy your own camera. One of the two. Yeah, for sure. I was gonna work with this dude, Drew, who has done really cool stuff. He like did a video for uh, the Warren Flints and um, has done some other stuff. And, um, and so we were talking about this concept for it that he thought was pretty doable, but it just didn't come together. And um, but yeah, I think I mean it's it's really cool uh, that you guys put that together and um yeah i I feel like um like 
it just has never been very professional yet. You know, this whole endeavor, I still like the Instagram is just my Instagram that I had to make a new personal one, but I just turned my personal Instagram into the band Instagram because of the name, you know? Right. Right. And uh, I don't have a website. Like my, my buddy, my producer who produced that is like, you know, he, he was in a band that like toured the country a couple of times shrub. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They're like a reggae band. Okay. But um but yeah, uh he's like oh he's always just you get that website going yet? Like what's <laughs> going on, you know? I was, he's encouraging me, which I need, you know. Oh, yeah. Um but I just like I don't know, I, I need to get on that for sure cuz I feel like it's just like it still feels like 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 a, so amateur, you know what I mean? I I There's need that, that social media presence and all that. Yeah, there's definitely a certain level of professionalism that I think you just cross that threshold naturally. If you try and do all of the things that like you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like it doesn't really come across well because you've got so much to work or so little to work with with so much area to cover. I mean, if you had a Twitter, a Facebook, an Instagram and a website, mm-hmm. you can cross post things right but Mm -hmm. that's only so effective like that's that's its own thing right if you're putting out the same content everywhere it's not necessarily the most conducive for people who want to see stuff because not everybody uses the all the same platforms but the ones who do are going to see oh recycled content i saw this earlier so it's like the a website is very specific it's your merch your tour the about you like that's kind of like the big thing right um because other than that what's what's the website for it's just a it's just a nice place to go that shows where everything is um but i don't think that a social media platform can't be that i mean your instagram could honestly function as a hub a central hub for your music stuff if you needed it to at least until you got to the point where you're like, wow, like a lot of stuff is getting lost or whatever, or people need to find us a specific place, you know, then maybe the website makes sense. But from like a professional business standpoint, it makes sense if you are touring and stuff like that, because you've got a website, that's where people know to get a hold of you. Right. I, I think for just everyday use for us, it makes a lot more sense to just use Instagram or Facebook or whatever to talk to people right i mean functionally that makes sense and it's not absolutely necessary to have a website but i think it's not about functionality it's about this sort of mind game it's sort of a trick you're trying to trick people into thinking you're more professional you know it's about the appearance because that is what will get you more opportunities i think from my perspective in this business you know what i mean yeah um and it is it's like this trick i'm trying to trick people into thinking that i'm like famous, you know, <laughs> which I'm and not I, by any means. I think one of the things there too is, is if you've got that website, you know, m- force that to be the hub, you know, but also mm-hmm. if you're not, and also if you're not planning on being big, whatever that is in your definition, don't force the website, right? Like, yeah. If you want it to be your business and the thing that you love to do and you want to try and make money out of it and stuff like that, make the website, force the website to be the central hub. So that Mm -hmm. way, whenever you tell people stuff, 
you're going there. Mm-hmm. Like make business cards, put that your Instagram and your Facebook and stuff exist. Like make them small, but say, hey, go to my website. You can yeah. do that and, and right. just force it to be the, the hub. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I would love to do that. I, I really, you know, I'm really interested in all of the steps that you take toward toward being more successful, you know, and um, it's just it's it's uh, well, I'm also very lazy. I mean, Dang. Uh, it's like and I think I also have this like, you know, um, what is what is the term? Um, I shoot myself in the foot a lot. It's like I like I'm afraid of success, you know, a little bit <laughs> like um, so I just like put off doing these things that like it wouldn't be that terribly hard to like make a website. You know what I mean? Just a lot just of work. It. it seems like yeah. it seems like too much for the moment. Mm-hmm. That's that how and I like, get. I mean, even just posting after shows, you know, I, I forget to do that a lot, a lot of the time or I just put it off and then never do it. Like that's right. huge. You know, like if you had a show and it was good, you want there to be evidence of that on your social media you know what i mean because yeah. it's not only good for you but like also posting clips of the other bands and stuff which you guys did and like a lot of the other bands that i play with are like putting me on their stories and stuff and as well as putting them you know their own sets on their story and uh i just like i'm not good about doing that stuff man <laughs> i, I really want to get better at that. it's hard by yourself i would say that's a big thing too like doing everything by yourself is difficult mm-hmm I wouldn't say that Christian and everybody helps me do everything. I don't do like, shit. There's a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of stuff that I have to do by myself, which is mm-hmm. fine. But I know that if I needed to ask somebody to like, hey, can you guys take care of this? They could. So, right. I, you know, that's and not saying that you can't or that anybody doesn't. Um, but just like doing it by yourself can be one of those things where it's just like, I got to do all of this stuff now. And it's just like a big wall of things to take care of. No one can I mean, make me do anything. <laughs> I, I specifically one, there was one day we played a show and I was like, you know, even, even if let's say I don't even like a band that I see, I should still post it on the band page. Mm-hmm. because someone will see it and maybe they'll like it i was like mm-hmm. that's literally what we're here to do um is just build this community of people so like let's say i don't necessarily enjoy the music but i'm like i i like what you guys are doing i it's just not the stuff i listen to right because mm-hmm. it's hard to like everything and there's only a couple people in the world who exist like that um yeah so you know if it's something i don't like i'm still gonna post it because i want oh, yeah. other people to see that you're doing it I want someone else to find it and go, hey, I really like that. Always tag them, always put stuff on there because that's it's literally what we're here to do. I, I think that's a big thing. As it's long just as like you this. love what you're doing, I support. I'm happy. Yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah. And also, I think it's um, a beautiful thing. The, you know, us local musicians supporting each other and helping each other out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think. Um, and that's like, I feel like the power is in our hands. Like if every band was super supportive of every other band, you know, I think we'd all be a lot more successful. Yeah. And um, not that a lot of bands aren't already. I mean, you guys are, you know, having me on here and that's super cool. Um, But yeah, I just, I love the idea of, um, of uh, local bands supporting each other. And, um, and um, shit, 
I lost my train of thought. There's an albino squirrel. I got distracted. <laughs> Stay away from it. I will. It's got red eyes. <laughs> um, oh, shoot. Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. But also, I mean, that's how you get gigs, too. You know, yeah. if you meet a cool band and, and you play a good show with them. And then they got a show coming up. They'll be like, hey, you, you want to come on this on this bill with us, you know, and vice versa. And uh, yeah, so I definitely want to want to be doing that. That's like a focus of mine, you know. For yeah. Sure. I mean, and just an example of it, you know, we played we played a, a fair amount of shows this year from June on or mm-hmm. July on or whatever it was. But I think I only put together two of them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. every other one that we did somebody messaged us says hey do you guys want to play the show and i was like yeah let's do it and and it it's it's nice like that because then you don't have to worry about doing you don't have to worry about doing everything at that point because if other people are asking you to play a show you know that's they're usually coordinating 90 percent of it you know they might ask you some questions but you don't have to worry about doing all that extra work too Right. And you can put that extra energy into promoting the hell out yeah. of it, you know, which is yeah. another thing that I don't do that well currently. Um, and I, you know, I mean, it's yeah, that's another huge part of um, of like being successful is and, and making the bands that you're playing with more successful is promoting stuff. And like, yeah, I want to you know, I think I think there's a rhythm that you get into eventually with all of this stuff. And I don't think I'm quite there. I think it's developing. You know what I mean? But yeah. um um, but also, like you said, it's it's hard doing it by yourself, you know, and um, so, you know, hopefully I'll get to a point where it's me and my folks doing it together and, uh, you know, and, and we all sort of have a sense of a rhythm about it. I think that's when it starts to um, really pick up the pace. You know what I mean? You start yeah. to really see more um, of the effects of that. And that's so exciting, man. The idea of like seeing seeing things grow is like so exciting to me um yeah i mean that playlist like that's so cool um to have been included on that when we released we might be dreaming um some there's uh to and from cbus you guys yeah. know that page yeah that guy oh shoot yeah. what's his name do you know oh god i i i don't remember his name he's, he's really the cool nice though. guy super yeah. cool guy and um he like he had an extra ticket to the idols show at the newport like a month ago and uh he like posted about it and i went and and met him and hung out with him for a minute and um so we when we released that song um he like reviewed it and um and i was like i thought that somebody in the band like knew him or paid him or something like that you know but uh no he just like he's really on top of like what's going on in columbus and uh, so he he uh, found our song and listened to it and gave it this glowing review, which is so cool. And um, and uh, yeah, so shit, I can't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> What's going on, man? I gotta go inside. Um, but yeah, I mean that's so fucking cool. Um, and it it was so exciting. You know, that was my first review. You know, and um, I think he put us on a playlist or something like that or put that song on a playlist and um it's just really cool seeing all these things happen that i've been dreaming about for years you know um although it's like not huge but it's it's definitely like really affirming it's huge for you is yeah yeah but what is huge 
you know? Well, he was just, you know, headlining the Newport or something. And honestly, that's not even huge comparatively. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, well, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, take your, take your, um, not your benchmarks, but you know, any, any accomplishment is still an accomplishment. Like, uh, some bands get 2000 people to listen to their stuff every day. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's not where you are say right now, like we're not. Mm -hmm. Um, so Snowcone just broke 2000 listens and I was like, that's awesome. That's now for like two years. Like, yeah, like it, no, yeah, well, yeah, almost two years. So almost, yeah. it's like it's like every thought. If you're getting one person to listen to your stuff every time a song breaks a hundred, a next hundred, that's a big accomplishment. If you've got ten mm-hmm. people, still a hundred is is big. So mm-hmm. take you know for everybody, take those accomplishments and just they are growth. That's the big mm-hmm. thing. Those yeah. things show growth. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I, um, yeah, I, um, so the whole listens on Spotify thing, I, uh, you know, I think we might be dreaming is at like 1800 now, which is mm-hmm. so cool. And, um, I do have a friend, I have a friend who, uh, like when it came out, just, um, played it on his phone, like muted, like oh. all day long for like three days in a row. So it broke a thousand so quickly. I was like, what's going on? Is this going viral? <laughs> and, uh, and then he told me that, which was a little disappointing, but also, I mean, what a good friend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His room is just really hot. just charging <laughs> over in a corner. He's like, I've just been watching it. I've done nothing else. Yeah. He's a little weird. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, stuff yeah. like that's cool too. If your friends, are there even just like listening to your stuff? That's all you can really ask for, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And there, I mean, go ahead. No, go for, I was going to say there, there are people who, who put stuff out and like their family and their friends don't listen to their stuff or they don't engage with their art or whatever it is that they do. They don't mm-hmm. engage with it. And that sucks. So like having e- even one friend or one random person that you don't even know who's from Ireland or something that's it like spikes on your thing. It's like, this person has been listening to your music. It's like, okay, cool. Thank you, man yeah. from Ireland. Thank you, man from Ireland. Yeah. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I know. That's super cool. I think, um, I think I had a, you know, a Spotify for artists or whatever is really interesting. Um, and it'll say like, I think I've had a play in like India and like somewhere else or whatever. I don't know how that happens, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, it's like super exciting. Um, yeah, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm just curious. Um, so, what are your goals, like you guys, for your band? Like, what what are your what's you know where do you see yourself, or where do you hope to see yourself in like five years? Ooh. Uh, well, honestly, you guys about this? next year uh, I want to do a regional tour. Just. Just to do one. I, th- that would be exciting for me. I wanted to do one last year. I wanted to do one this year. Mm-hmm. I It's going to happen next year. I I think that in five years, we'll just, we'll be at the Newport. And yeah, well, now Kemba live, whatever the fuck. Fucking, yeah. They just bought the, 
Yeah, express. I know. It's, so weird. it's always the LC to me. <laughs> yep, exactly. I um I want to at least be do like an opening for like a smaller band that I like. You know what I mean? Not like not like mm-hmm. something like huge, but if someone like if it, not, I guess this isn't even smaller. If it, it, it so like imagine like like they do like big room bar and it's like James Mercer's coming doing something by himself and they want a couple people mm-hmm. to open up. That'd be cool as shit, wouldn't it? If you were oh, like, yeah. hey, I'll I'll fucking open up a quiet set for that. Yeah. I would love to do something like that. It doesn't have to be in like a giant venue. It's just Mm-mm. would make mm-hmm. me feel like I'm doing something like worth doing. But like at the same time, I already am already happy with what I'm doing. Yeah. If I wasn't happy, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, so do you guys want to be like famous? I hate using that word, but I mean, isn't that yeah. kind of what we're all trying to do? It would be yeah. cool, but it's, it's, I, I just want people to listen to something that they can like connect to in their own way. So mm-hmm. however many people like you can get, you say like, we'll go back to like, like monthly listens and things and, and, and like milestones. It's like, say you have 50 people listening to you monthly, right? And it's like, ah, oh, it's only 50, right? You're just thinking, ah, oh, man. Well, 50 is cool because it's like a full fucking room every month. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I think, yeah. I think, I think all those numbers are amazing, no matter how big, no matter how small. Um, I never want to be something that that's, that's blown up and huge to a point where it's like, well, there, there's, there, those assholes are. Does mm-hmm. anyone make saying makes sense? Sometimes I lose my train of thought. And I just start talking. No, absolutely. And I've lost my train of thought like seven times on this thing. Um, so you're totally cool. But yeah, I mean, like, so I think for me, I think like the level that I want to get to in music would be like, I don't know, like my morning jacket. I mean, that's pretty big. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I also I forgot to mention them and my influences, but I love my morning jacket. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I'm being honest, dude, like that's what I've been dreaming about since I was a kid, you know, and um you know, I love the Beatles and I was really into them when I was 14 too. Um, and, but I mean, they were just, you know, they were the most famous people in the world for like, you know, so long. And, uh, and I definitely don't want to be like that. You know what I mean? Right. But I mean, if we're talking realistically where this thing takes certain people, you know what I mean? Um, like 21 pilots, I mean, they're from Columbus and yeah. they're huge, you know? So it's not outside of the realm of possibility. And um, but yeah, I mean, I I have since I was pretty young been saying I'm gonna be famous one day if I'm being honest, you know. I know that sounds arrogant or whatever, it's but um, just the truth is, man, like I that's what I want to do, and I feel like if I'm again being honest, I think that I'm on a path that could take me there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, if I if I could choose my optimum optimal level of like success in music i would want to be like i mean my morning jacket is i think a bigger name but like like pine grove you know yeah they're amazing and they have these this cult following and they have like you know uh, you know like eight hundred thousand, i think monthly listeners on spotify somewhere around there them are like big thief do you guys know big thief Mm-mm. Mm-mm. oh they're amazing you guys would love them um but yeah you know they big thief played Athenaeum here. Um, I saw them last year or whatever, or earlier this year, it must've been, um, or no, I think that was like two years ago, actually. But anyway, 
Pine Grove just played Athenaeum. And like those guys can still go to the grocery store and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like maybe a couple people here and there will be like, holy shit, Evan, like we signed my fucking, you know, you're my, at the grocery uh, store. Yeah. Will you sign my avocado? <laughs> uh, yeah. You Ew, know, and I think you're eating, that, you're eating those Pop Tarts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Cancel Pine Grove. Yep. Yes. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that would be where I'd want to be. And what do you, what do you guys think about all that? I think that's, I think that's like the realistically, at least for me and my social anxiety, I think that's like the perfect, like, uh, I would, I would love to be recognizable on the same level. Modest mouse is like, mm-hmm. nobody really knows who modest mouse is, but there's but they 4 do. million they people. They know the song. Love, like, I don't know yeah. what that is. But right. like four million people constantly listen to Modest Mouse, or however many millions Same. of people it is. Yeah, but, like, but Isaac Brock probably doesn't can, get mobbed. At no, the he can just walk around and fucking do whatever. Live the fuck a normal wants. life. Yeah, maybe exactly. In, maybe in Washington, he probably gets you know because he's you know lived there for so long or whatever. But right. Um, but like if he came to Ohio and he was just like walking around and be kind of like uh, like Dave Chappelle. Everybody knows who Dave Chappelle is, but when he lived in Yellow Springs or in bexley or wherever the hell he lived around here like he he lives in yellow spring yeah he he does Mm -hmm. currently but didn't he live downtown uh or like oh i have no idea i don't know i thought he lives i thought somebody said they lived in columbus at one point but my point is is he could just like go to the grocery store get his cigarettes and stuff and people didn't really bother him because he was just like out all the time so people were like Mm -hmm. what's up dave and then they just like fuck off and leave him alone like Mm -hmm. that's cool and, yeah. But he's like Dave Chappelle is like very popular, but he's also yeah. a comic and not a musician, so like it's a little different. People just like know his face because he's funny. I would right. like to get to another point, like in 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 my career, where I could just be like, I could just mention, I could just talk about people that I've played with locally, and then that would help them out more. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I would always love to be. I, that's a position I would love to be in. It's to just mm-hmm. be able to build more people up that are so talented and 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 deserve to be heard. Mm-hmm. So that that is that is my honestly that is my end goal, and that's why we're doing this. And I mean, you know, it's not not much, but it's just you get to talk about yourselves, and it's like a resource for people to get to know you a little bit better. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It is super cool. And I love that goal of yours. I think uh, I have a similar goal, you know, uh, in uh, bringing back the open mic talk. I um, uh-oh, 20% battery. Oh. All right, hold on. Let me plug her in. Um, so I, uh, you know, I just took over the open mic and I just started an Instagram for it. It's a uh, shrunken head un- underscore open mic. Um, and the plan is to like, post a picture of the set list and then clips of each performer you know um every week i haven't done it this week i've been lazy but um i think that'd be so cool because for years i've been going to these open mics and like the shrunken head specifically man we get so much talent there and just because billy cultivated this really great um atmosphere there where it's this listening room and like that's where people who are actually really good want to go and play because they know that people are going to listen and um you know it's going to be it's going to be a good time and there's other talented people there they can meet and talk to and network with or whatever mm-hmm. but um but you know i've been there on nights where i felt like i should have paid 20 bucks to get in there you know what i mean because it's right. just great 
act after great act all night long, you know. And uh, there's this guy, Foley, I believe. He, like, is a local guy, but he, like, played with Miles Davis and shit. And um, he's this older black guy, and he's incredibly talented. And, um, like, his sets there, I mean, it's, it's, you could hear a pen drop, you know, or a pin. Is it a pin? It's a pin. Yeah. I don't know. You could hear a pin or a pen. I think a pin would be more telling, but anyway, so like, but also you'll get these people who never play in front of people and the, the crowd loves them. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I, I just feel like it's almost wrong that this only exists here for this moment. You know what I mean? Like, I think people should be aware of what's going on here. And, uh, so I want to like make updated, uh, like, uh, time sheets where I write down the, the times of the people who are playing every week and add uh, a little thing on the side for your Instagram handle hmm. so that, you know, if you want to be tagged on in the Instagram, I can tag you and you can, you know, your friends and family and coworkers can see you and be like, oh shit, man, you just rocked that cover of fucking Modest Mouse or whoever, you know, and you'll be like, hell yeah, you know. Uh, so I, I'm excited about that. That's just something I'm working on currently. Yeah, but yeah, man, I, I really love the idea of encouraging people um, like or, or helping people to be more noticed like you were talking about and like getting to that level where you could, you know, share something that somebody handed you after a show and, and asked you to listen to and uh, it could change their life, you know, or at least yeah. affect it dramatically in a, in a very cool way. Yeah. I yeah, um, that's, that's oh, nice. shit. Sorry. No, you're I'm good. I, on. No, Go ahead. please, please keep going. I was just going to say, that's really nice. And, and like Christian said, it being able to just like take somebody's music and like listen to it probably mean, even if you'd never showed anybody, they'd probably be like, oh my God, he took it and is going to listen to it. I like, that's cool. I so. actually just saw Buck Meek, who is uh, the guitar player for Big Thief. He played a set with his band um, at Ace of Cups um, like two or three weeks ago. And uh, one of my songs that's on Spotify, Hound Dog, I think I'm going to send that as one of the three. It's a demo, you know, and I forgot to like write demo because I hopefully will someday re-record it. But it's, you know, I, I just, during the pandemic, I started recording my own stuff finally, you know. So you say uh, demo, gotta... but they all sound fantastic. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. it's well, still, I'm still like, I'm like, which one of these is a demo? <laughs> I'm looking if at If you them. listen closely, uh, no, some of them, like, there's definitely a lot of s's very noticeable s's i need to learn to use the de-esser but um but yeah uh hound dog is the one that uh so i was listening to a lot of buck meek's first album when i wrote that song and it's definitely stylistically uh, um influenced by him a lot um and so i like went and saw the show and the whole time you know i was like i gotta tell him to listen to hound dog you know and uh wound up getting real drunk i i feel like i've said that like four times maybe i have a problem but no, uh, oh, no, no, no. The grounds, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I like football. <laughs> um, so I, I got real drunk and I got a little stoned too. And, uh, and, uh, so I go in there and he's packing up his stuff and I go up to him all drunk. I'm like, Hey man, I wrote this song. You gotta check out my song, you know? And he seemed a little annoyed by it, but you know, I, I, you know, I told him friends with elephants, the song's hound dog, it's on Spotify, whatever. And then he didn't write it down or anything. So I went back outside and smoked a cigarette with some people. And then the drummer came out like 10 minutes later and was like, hey, man, what's the name of your band? And what's the name of that song? We're going to listen to it. And I was like, fuck, yeah, that's, you know, isn't that cool? 
Yeah. It is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's super cool. But but imagine if he shared that, you know? And, uh, I mean, shit, maybe he hasn't listened to it yet or something. But, uh, but I mean, that would be life-changing for me, really. Because he's, you know, I mean, he's not huge, but Big Thief is pretty big. And, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that would be crazy. So, yeah, the opportunity to be able to do that for somebody else who, like, you know, says, you know, you play a cool show and they come up and they say they love your music and are influenced by it. And uh, you see they don't have any, you know, followers or whatever and you share their shit and then it blows up and, like, you know, you could you could change somebody's life. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to. Yeah. yeah. Got to get there. Got to get there first. That's no, we're working on it. We're just going to it's like that's. That's been my end goal for like since we since we like I think since a, since a little after we started doing it, and I was like man it'd be really cool to like when we started seeing people who were fan just goddamn fantastic mm-hmm. and it's like this is like I said this is a small step towards that I think because mm-hmm. um, uh, you you listen to the radio and then you know you're at work and and the blitz is on and you just you hear a lot of like rock music that just seems like uninspired and it's like all the same like chords or like you can't even tell you're listening to like a different song it's just like all of it's, it's kind of boring and then you hear like a really good band who who's like grungy and rocky and it's like wow that was you and why aren't you on that like why you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. or or i don't know sometimes i just hear things better you know very i mean the word mainstream is you know i hear things and i'm like eh, it's boring why is yeah. this why is it what's where are all these people and this is just here of course that mm-hmm. i'm listening i'm only hearing people that we're meeting here and i, I can't wait to like to hear people from from other places too mm-hmm. yeah for yeah. sure that's another really cool thing about like touring regionally or touring in general you know playing these smaller clubs like space bar or ace of cups where you know you get a local opener and you just get introduced to all of this great local music in these different towns that you're in you know like that is such a neat thing and also i mean i feel like i feel like the bigger bands that come through town though aren't on that like sharing putting the band that played the open for them on their story and stuff like that you know yeah it's like there's this point where it's like, oh, of course we're not going to do that because we're the the touring band. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, I don't like that. I, don't I mean, I'm not not that they all have that attitude necessarily, or maybe it just hasn't occurred to them. But like, imagine, you know, they could really help the local band that is opening for them, like hugely. You know, and that's not even too much to ask, really. But yeah, I mean, if I ever get to that level and hopefully I will like, I definitely want to be doing that kind of thing. Cause I think it's just such a cool thing. Like the local music scenes in any town you go to the people who are just really doing it, but also getting up at 5am to fucking go bake muffins at Panera. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they can pay their rent. Right. You know what I mean? I just think it's a really cool thing. Finding time to balance all that stuff and still doing something, something else that you love. And then, and then, then having someone like then being able to go out or play with someone who is then like, these guys are awesome. That's, that means something, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, oh man, I didn't just slave away all day and get up and do what I love and then go back home just to slave away all day. I got some, I got someone to to actually point out, Hey, this person's working hard and their shit's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. And I, I think that uh, one of the things too is, you know how that weird like competitive culture of just everything that exists in our society, but they're always like, you got to get ahead, got to get ahead, whatever. Uh, and like do whatever you can to put yourself one step above every, like the rest of your competition and all that stuff. I think mm-hmm. that it, it applies well in music in terms of you got to see what everybody else is doing, probably copy some of it and then do something else to help set yourself aside. So that way other people can find you. Mm -hmm. But one thing when it comes to like rocketing to whatever status you'd like to get to is don't also pull other people down when you go Mm -hmm. to do it, because all you're really doing is hurting like whatever community that you've been a part of. So like, let's say for example uh we get really famous for some reason something happens we're playing a bunch of shows or like and then all we're doing is shit talking other bands we're like yeah Yo, those guys mm-hmm. suck you should have us on blah blah, blah. whatever yeah. it's like yeah. i think no, cool no, no. sucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like you know it's you should promote yourself <clears throat> you should always promote yourself but you should also promote the other people around you too because that will ultimately only lead to your own success too. Mm-hmm. I mean, but don't do it in like a a jaded sort of way where you're like, yeah, these guys are really good. And then you're all but... the only relation, <clears throat> the only relationship you're you have with that person is because you're you know pumping them up and then you're saying, Hey, you guys should take me along with you. Mm-hmm. That's not the relationship you want. You want to be, you want to actually be friends with the people that you're yes. around. Because mm-hmm. if you're not it's going to be obvious anyway. Like it'll be very clear that all you're doing is for yourself and not for the people around you. So you can't right. tell we don't have many friends. Try. <laughs> We're too I old just, to make friends. We need to be, we need to force them to be our friends. Well, Hey, and also, I, I, I think we should be friends guys. I was going to, I didn't want to come on too strong, but we I already uh, are. Yeah. We already well, are. I mean, like, Oh wow! Well, hey, great! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But I just like—I definitely really enjoyed playing that show with you guys, and um, and the other bands that were there. Um, shoot, I'm so bad about this, but um, it was so long ago. My brain hurts. I know, oh. I know. And the dude, and he's even—I know him. It's not what Ian. Uh, yeah, yeah, right? Ian. Yeah. yeah, he's like gonna do album artwork for me for my EP that's coming out. Yeah. And I forgot his name for a moment there. Um, Abel. Right. Oh, Isaac. 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 Why did I say okay. Ian? I yeah. knew it was yeah. I. I said I Isaac. Isaac. Ian, Ian is your Everyone, take take a sec. Yeah, you're talking about Isaac. <laughs> yeah, Isaac. Yeah, from Abel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I just, uh, you know, we don't really, uh, we haven't played a lot of those. I mean, I just feel like, for one thing, Kerouac is a venue that gets a lot of, um, like, I just felt like every band on that bill was really cool, and like you guys were all really nice, and you were, you know, we've played shows um, like our 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 release show we did at the Summit, and it was with 
this band, these two bands that were great, they're great, but they're like pop punk. It's not exactly like our vibe, you know what I mean? Which is yeah, cool. Man. I think it's really cool to have diverse shows. And I think that introduces your music to other, you know, people who listen to other things and maybe they'll like it too. Um, which was the case. That show was really cool. And a lot of their, you know, a lot of their fans stuck around and saw us and it was awesome. But, um, but yeah, I definitely, um, I felt like that was one of the only shows that we've done that was like, um, pretty stylistically coherent, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or, or not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, and that was cool. And also I just feel like you guys are dope and, uh, we probably have, uh, you know, um, similar tastes in television shows and movies and things of that nature. I, I'm Rattle guessing. them off. Huh? Rattle, Rattle them off. off. About getting oh, to know boy. you, people get to, get to get intimate. And this is a big part of who I am and in, in my music too, because I love TV and movies specifically like comedy TV shows. My favorite comedy TV show of all time is definitely Community. Okay, I love Community, yeah. It's amazing. Dan yeah, Harmon it is. is I, uh, over, 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 over uh, like lockdown last year, it's all I watched was Community. Oh, yeah, they put it on Netflix finally. And yeah. Yeah, yeah man, I love that show. It's uh, fantastic. Like, take Chevy Chase out, though. He's a company you know, to work with. Oh, there. I know. And it's it's so weird how art imitated life in that way or i wonder if that was more on purpose because he's sort of the villain in the show but then in real life he's also kind of the villain but uh he yeah. does have his moments, man and i love him in that show um but anyway specifically the season two episode that they've taken off of like hulu and netflix um the dungeons and dragons episode have you seen that one they took that off uh yeah because ken jong paints his whole body or i guess maybe just his head black yeah, because he's a, he's like he's being a troll, but they took it off because it's blackface. I don't uh, know. It's too controversial I don't know that Ken Jong can. I mean, he could, but I don't know that Ken Jong could. Isn't he also a doctor? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess doctors can't get get away with as much as they used to be able to. That's true. Um, like that but yeah, Ron Ron <clears throat> what's a movie you guys like? Um, I, I'm not picky. Like I watch anything if it's bad or good just to watch it. Cause I like the experience. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love to like sit down and just put on every extended edition of the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and just watch them mm. through in a day, um, nice. with, without using the bathroom. Um, <laughs> I, right. I like a lot of anime. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, I'm really into like the like Korean movies now. Uh, oh yeah, I, really, I, I love uh, I loved Parasite. I was like on the Maybe. edge of my seat, cringing, like, but I couldn't mm-hmm. stop watching it the entire time. All that oh, guys' yeah. other movies are great too. I've um, heard that. I what's another one? I just uh, I love I love comics and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I know like I know like a lot of the Marvel movies aren't really movies anymore. They're just kind of like, like very high highly produced tv shows for for people who just want action and, and comedy whatever right. i like them because I, I like a lot of it, like little stuff they throw and i just watched the uh, shang chi and that was great i saw part um, of that the other night but I, yeah i, I love a lot love but but that i liked that one a lot because i like uh i like the like um i like chinese like kung fu movies um mm-hmm. and another like a comedy one that i really love is a uh, kung fu hustle and it's one of my favorite movies just like ever uh, mm. Shaolin soccer is great. I like um, 
Oh, uh, Kung Pao into the fist. That's that Steve Odeker yeah. uh, movie where he like green screens himself over uh, an old movie. Um, that's, that's right. Great. Yeah, that was from like years ago, right? Yes, like early two thousands. Yes, I love. Yeah, I, love that. I, love I think that I movie. saw that a long time ago. Uh, I'm gonna try and remember Kung Fu Hustle. I'm just gonna check that out. I that one's great. One out of the things you were mentioning. Um, but yeah, did you guys watch Squid Game? Yes. Yeah. So- Great. I, I loved it so Fucking much. Awesome. Yeah, I could I, not stop watching it. I want more. Um it, it's fa- it was fantastic. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, guys, uh Cameron's watch Red, uh, Red Notice. I mean kind of no, just watched it the other day. I have not watched Red Notice. That's the one with Gal Gadot, right? Yeah. Uh, I thought that, that looked not very good it, in a bad way though. I, like, it was I don't know that I'd say it was bad. <laughs> Uh, it was not very good in a bad way. <laughs> like, like I, like that's one of those exceptions I'll make where I'm like, I don't want to watch that. It had like a, a 50% because it was, it, it was Ryan Reynolds funny. Um, but I think the problem with Ryan Reynolds funny is that it's always the same him, Ryan Reynolds him funny. funny. Yeah, exactly. Which, I like which, Ryan Reynolds. To be, to be fair, no, it, it, like all th- like The Rock, Gal Gadot, uh, and and Ryan Reynolds were all really good. I thought like it was it was watchable, um, and it and it didn't really like it. It wasn't like cringe factor or anything. Um, and there were like honestly, it was a, a cool twist. But when they did like uh, they got to one part part in the movie, and I was just like. Okay, this is get. It's like it became Indiana Jones like real quick, and I was like, I'm actually super interested. And then they went away from it, and I was like, motherfucker, like I like the history stuff. I'm that's, you know, it went away, and I was like, sad. Okay, whatever. <clears throat> so, and then they just blew a bunch of shit up, and I was like, okay. <laughs> what, are, what are some of your classics? What are some of your go tos or your top top movies? Um, you know, I love. Okay, so this is deep dive i love christmas okay uh like to a disgusting amount i love christmas like we already have our christmas shit up um (laughs) but i've always loved home alone um Mm -hmm. so like home alone one and two i probably three and four are better no just there's also (laughs) a a new one that just came out dude i don't even know really have you guys seen um Oh, what was that movie Taika Waititi did about like Hitler? Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, amazing. Jojo Rabbit. He, yeah, first he, of all, he uh, people didn't. I, I, a lot of people who, who didn't seem to like it. I I love him. I, 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 I was it. It, He's in um uh, what we do in the shadows. The okay. the movie that they did. There's a TV show on Hulu too, which is great, and it has Matt Berry in it. Um, I love Matt Berry. I do. He's in uh, Mighty Boosh and um, Mighty Boosh IT crowd. IT, yeah, uh, he, yeah, he's he's fantastic. He's funny as fuck. Yeah, what else? <laughs> fuck. Um, Toast of London. Toast of London. I haven't watched yeah. much of that. That's a great show. Um, but I love Matt Berry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, come on, dude. Classic, dude. I could watch him honestly just over and over, like every day. Mm-hmm. I like snow. I like Christmas, but like I don't. I don't know. I don't really like Christmas because like the weird like gift stuff. I just like I like snow and like the the. It's not happy for everybody. I get it. Like shut the fuck up. Like I love Christmas. Don't take that away from me. Kind of thing. No, like, that's beautiful. Man. <laughs> I, love I love it, it too, because honestly. of the gifts. Give me shit. 
<laughs> right. I love. I want stuff. stuff. Give me stuff. All right. Noted. Noted. Christian, very materialistic. Very. Yep. Just give him a, a stocking full of just your feces. <laughs> like, fuck Dude, that's stuff. <laughs> it's from the heart. Yeah. Only, only get it to, for me if it means something. This shit meant a lot to me. <laughs> right on. Oh man. <clears throat> but other than that, I mean, I I enjoy anime a lot. So like, I uh, Christian has always watched like more than I have. So usually he yeah, tells right. me, "Hey, watch this one. Hey, watch this one." So I'll go. I like. I there are a bunch. I like, watch some weird ones. Yeah, there are some weird ones. But like Eureka Seven is probably still one of my favorite. Um, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's just a great. It's so. I've good. never seen um, Neon Genesis though. Or any of that fantastic stuff. So like, netflix ruined the the translations for it yeah so i mean there there are things that i i feel like i could watch more of but uh i enjoy lord of the rings but i love D so like fantasy stuff is always my go-to i i've never seen game of thrones though so <clears throat> i haven't either yeah i've heard it's incredible but i don't know i won't man. watch it i don't want I, to i I'm also good. love time commitment i love sci-fi shit um I have never really watched a lot of the old Star Trek or anything like that. Um, even though my uncle has all of it and he really likes it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I I did enjoy the new Star Trek stuff. But I think I I like. Oh Simon yeah, Pegg, I just rewatched. So. I just bought all three of those. They were on sale. I lo- I love those. Yeah. I was really I, sad when one of the actors uh, like died. In oh, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, he was in. Oh, he was God. in a Charlie Bartlett. That was a great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Has Robert Downey Jr. in it? Yeah, he's he's fantastic, and that was a really sad. That was a really sad. Oh moment. yeah, totally, man. What a talent. Um, but yeah, dude, I got really into Next Generation last year. Okay. Patrick Stewart. Uh, engage. I actually, <laughs> before my girlfriend went right, she went she went back to school. She she goes to school in Bowling Green, and right before we had to like, I think it was like the last week of her being home. I uh I was just watching like the original series and I'm like man some of this shit's pretty funny. Oh yeah. Like some of it's really also, really funny. They had Sulu running around with his shirt off and a sword chasing people around the ship. I'm like what the hell? Yeah. I see why people like this. This is a great show. I've, I always watched I, watch- I liked Enterprise uh, when I was younger. That was like the first <laughs> Star Trek I watched. Mm-hmm. And that was like the early 2000s ones and I really enjoyed that but never got finished. I like binged the whole first season of Next Generation last year, and then I just was watching it so much. I think I overdid it. Like just any free time I had, I just would turn it on because I mean, what else was I doing at that time? You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I think I overdid it because eventually I was just like, "What am I doing?" I just like lost interest, you know. But I think I, I just need to wait the appropriate amount of time and get back into it. Right. I do that um, every time I go to sleep. I have to have like something on. Mm-hmm. I just need something on in the background, and I I watch um, Dragon Ball Z, uh, but it's uh, the abridged series, so it's like people put their own voices on it, and they did up to they did up to like the end of the Cell games, and I just throw it on every night. I love listening to it. I love all the f- references. It's I think it. I love Dragon Ball, <laughs> but it somehow somehow handled the story way way better. It's the same story, but they put their own like humor into it. I just love it way more. That's, hey, uh, that's, that's my go-to. Something huge that happened to me recently is I discovered uh, Invincible on Amazon Prime. Have you guys watched that? It, yeah, it is great. It's great. It's Think amazing. Mark. 
Oh my uh, god. Yeah, Mark is so stupid that whole show. That was so frustrating. I mean, I love Mark, I will say. Over the, I mean, it, you know, I just think like during like the middle of that that series or that season, I was like, this kid is just a fucking idiot. But also, I think a lot of that is jealousy because I want superpowers and always have. <laughs> I want them very badly. You idiot! You could have had the world. Like, I would do it so much better. I would have saved everybody. <laughs> I would have saved uh, your your friend's lover and not let him get turned into a, a robot. Anyway. Speaking of saved yeah. everybody, that's probably one of my other top. I love Doctor Who. Mm. You're welcome. The tops. Christian didn't even fucking watch like the last three seasons. Yeah, because like, I, I don't have time, and it just seems like I, yeah, because you don't it, have time. because listen, all right, watching Dragon Ball Z, Christian. Listen, Matt. Uh, so when Matt Smith's part of it ended, I I, I watched a couple episodes of Christopher Capaldi. You agreed that, that it was Pete. Sorry, yeah, I'm thinking of Eccleston, Christopher Eccleston, yeah. right? Um, no, no, no. Uh, Peter Capaldi's version first, of the Doctor is just you can hate him so easily the first probably the whole that whole first season and Honestly, i just didn't like, like the first season so i just didn't watch it anymore yeah. i think after that though like they did a really good job because and then Stephen moffat left and and then they were like here uh we're gonna also put jody whitaker in place change the doctor and you're gonna have chris chibnall writing or whatever the dude's name is and like he has written some of the worst episodes of Doctor Who um, or just like co-written like some of the worst ones. And I'm like, bro, you need to, force to you step to watch it that. up. Oh, I know. But it, so good. You're Even welcome. now, like the first Jodie Whittaker season, not very good. So far, it's not been bad. And actually, I just watched the three uh, episodes for the Halloween special. So they were good. I will say, I, I've never, I think I saw one episode of Doctor Who once, and it was so, uh, I don't know that much about it, but so it started like the first, the very first season was like way back, right? Yeah, like the 50, 60, something like that. Okay, so is that what you're referring to as the quote unquote first season, or is it no. the reboot? No, no, no. no so it's like the 2000s, they, re- they started doing it again. Right, like um, early 2000s. I remember that one where there was all these mannequins or something. Yeah, it's the first episode. Yeah, that's the first, that's episode. first one. Yeah, but that's the so first episode. And it's that's the ninth Doctor. So mm-hmm. like he like re that's he nuts. like he like regenerates every time he's about to die or something. And mm-hmm. that was the ninth version of him. And that was Christopher Eccleston, and he was in Thor: Dark World as uh, Mal- Malekith or something like that as the Dark Elf. But they handled that that movie horribly. Mm-hmm. But I still well, yeah. like it. Yeah, the I've never seen. I've seen a couple episodes of the old stuff, um, but I don't know that. It, like the <clears throat> the new stuff is, it's like any other uh, show that has like it's basically just like stuff happening um, every time. <clears throat> but it, there's like a a baseline story plot that they go off of, and it's just like eventually side quests. Let's call it like that. Like in like if you're playing a game, there's just a bunch of side quests. They're constantly happening and there's like a main theme that they go through uh, and that's like the underlying story. But mm-hmm. like the old ones, I don't know how cohesive it was. So I don't know if you can just like watch them randomly and, and understand what's going on or if you really need to start from the beginning. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you start from the new stuff with the ninth doctor, it's definitely better to watch it in order, but for people who have never seen Doctor Who, sometimes it's better to introduce them to like some of the more uh, exciting episodes like Blink with David Tennant. Um, 
because it's mm-hmm. just like an interesting episode anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because the Ninth Doctor, since it's the reboot, it's a little slower. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I I would strongly, highly suggest uh, people watch it. I just, it's really good. So nice. All right. Well, I'm going to start with uh, Kung Fu Hustle and Doctor Who. And what was the anime you mentioned, Cameron? Eureka Seven. Eureka Seven. Cool. I started watching Cowboy Bebop, and I'm on like the second oh, episode. Netflix and, is uh, having a series for that. Oh, and yeah, are you guys excited about that? Have you seen I, it? I'm definitely excited about that. I didn't I love watch Mid-Bop Cowboy there. Bebop, so. I love Cowboy Sick. Bebop. Um, it, was, it was great. I, for some reason, it's like all, they're just anime that only have like 20 episodes, and they're done, and you're like, okay, I guess that's it. Like, it was fantastic. I almost prefer it, man, because I've seen so many shows. Like, I have this, like, complex now about being let down by shows that I loved, like The Office, you know? Like, The Office between seasons one and nine are just, it's a completely different show. And, like, Arrested Development, dude, I love seasons one through three. And then they Mm. brought it back, and I just, I can't even watch. Like, I don't know if it's because I'm making myself not like it, because I know it's 10 years later and it's probably not as good, you know? But I just, like... I watched that fourth season like one time through and I started watching the fifth season, but, uh, but anyway, so yeah, I, I prefer, I think I, I do prefer if a show just, you know, has three or four good seasons, you know what I mean? Um, but I mean, like you're saying 20 episodes, maybe that's too, too few, but I, I have strong feelings about these things. They're, they're, you're, they're just some that it's like, ah, oh, I just use a little bit more. I like, it's like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. it's over. Like now what the fuck am I supposed to watch? Yeah. I think you find a gem of... and then it's like all the rest of the shows. It's like, I'm not watching 800 episodes of one piece. Right. <laughs> right. I'm exactly. good. Yeah. I, I think the problem with me just with some of the anime is that like, I would watch it on Toonami um, and I didn't really understand anime at the time. Like I liked Inuyasha a lot. I used to watch Inuyasha all the time, um, but that was really the only one I could watch. Like I didn't really get Cowboy Bebop when I was younger. I didn't get a bunch of them. So like, I think if I watched them again now, I would be okay. But like I, at the time, like I, it just turned me off because I didn't get them. But mm-hmm. I do enjoy anime now. Um, when you get out out there, I think we should do the question so that we, we don't forget, just in case. Oh cool, yeah, I, I um, yeah. I'm sorry if I got us off on a uh, no, it's movie okay. That's, TV shows tangent. That's no, what this okay. is for. It, it, definitely glad know that what I you love. Glad that I got to uh, get some recommendations from y'all, though, because I definitely appreciate your taste in music, I'm sure. And now I know that it extends to other, uh, you know, movie, Media, uh, movies. Yeah. And right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Did you break you that can go one? ahead. I did. I broke it. <laughs> I rarely use the matches. I'm too timid about it. Right. <clears throat> Christian, you want to do it? Uh, I did the last one. Did you? Yeah. Mm, okay. I mean, I, I think that it it it's gonna be fun. Okay. So Ethan, um, we asked everybody <laughs> if you had to describe your band um as a type of carbonated beverage. It could be alcoholic, non-alcoholic. If you don't like carbonated beverages, it could be non-carbonated. If you really like apple juice or something like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. what would you say, Friends with Elephants, is as a carbonated beverage? Um, well, I think in its current stage, it's probably a diet squirt. Um, 
Yes. What I'd, but what I'd like it to be someday is a um, Powerade Zero Blue. Oh. So, you know, a little a little ambitious, but I think we can get there. <laughs> I, also, I don't know. Do you want me to answer that honestly? I, I thought that was honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just... Yeah, diet squirt. I've never actually even had a diet squirt, I don't think. Thank I just love squirt, so... I just think it's funny. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I'm going to go with the diet squirt and the power at zero. I like that answer. Yeah, I, really I like do. that question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, All right, it's I want one Christian of those... to do the next one. Okay. Huh. Oh, the next weird question? Yeah. All righty. <laughs> that was our weird question. <laughs> That's 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 our, that's our, that's our like main weird question. That's as quirky as we get. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I mean, whatever question. Are there more questions? Dude, I just rattle off as I think of things. He cool. has he cool. so, so Cameron normally has like a, a good a good like guide of questions like that he thinks of, and then I just you're the wild your, card. I, I listen to your responses, mm-hmm. and I want to hear and when I hear something that I want to hear more about, start talking. Mm-hmm. We start talking about it. We just talked about TV shows and shit for like twenty minutes. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> the good which stuff. I thoroughly enjoyed. I do too. That's my favorite types of conversations. I get to know you better, and so does everyone yeah. else when they listen to it. Um, so we talked. To, we talked a lot about about uh, open mics and 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 your beginnings. Um, when it comes to like your creative process, like your writing, like what do you do to get into the zone? Like when you're when you're sitting down and, and writing things. And like, and and do you ever have? Do you have any help from any of the guys that are playing from with you, or do you just kind of they're just kind of there to, to to fill in and they play? Um, I so I've done ninety nine percent of my writing by myself on my own, you know, and um, I think my process is pretty much it's usually well, I I I like to say that I'm a student of of songwriting. I think it's a fascinating art form, and I think. Um, there are so many different ways that you can write a song. You could be drunk, you can be stoned, you can be totally sober, you can be kind of tired, you can, you know, be angry, you can be sad, you can be happy, etc. And uh, I think it's fascinating um, just applying, you know, it's like that's what filter you're looking at it through, you know what I mean? And the end result is different based on how you go into it. And uh, so I would like to try to write songs i i try to um to do it differently or you know because my my usual process like my go-to is just i spend a lot of time just sitting around playing guitar and um when i come up with something kind of cool i try and develop it over the course of you know however long 20 minutes 30 minutes or an hour or so and then once i have something that i feel is pretty solid i'll record just the music and get that you know just on my phone uh just so that i'll remember that and then I will, if anything comes to me, then I'll try and, you know, obviously that's the most organic way is if something just comes in your head and you're like, I like that. And you can build on that. Um, that's really cool if that works out. But, um, you know, a lot of times I'll go through my notes. I have a, you know, note folder where I write down little ideas for lyrics that I have in my head throughout the day. And um, so if I find something that fits that music pretty well, then I try and write the song around that. And uh, that works pretty well for me. Um, But there have been a few instances more recently where 
I've had something in my head, like a, a melody and things can get pretty fleshed out in my head. You know, like I can feel like I pretty much have the whole song written in my head. And then um, it's just a matter of sitting down and, and, or like recording it. So I don't forget it. And then, you know, having some time to sit down and flesh it out and like a couple of songs on, on my Spotify that have been pretty much fully written in my head before I, you know, was able to actually sit down with the guitar and flesh them out were things, which is one of the things that I'm the most proud of that I've done. Uh, that song, it's like uh, I recorded it myself. It's definitely my best sounding like self-recorded song. Um, and I wrote the whole thing in my head at work one day. And uh, like it just kind of um, I was feeling really like shitty about this situation with a girl that turned out weird, you know, like and she just didn't really reply to me eventually or whatever. And, and I just felt weird about that. And I started thinking about all of my other failures or, or things that I've, you know, fucked up. And so I was just I, I wrote this. I just, you know, started writing in my head and the first lyric is sometimes you fuck That's, things that up. is that is one of my favorite ones and sometimes i listen to that when i'm going through taco bell drive through and i'm waiting <laughs> for like 20 minutes to order don't mm-hmm. worry dude thank you so much yeah I, I, uh, I love that one thank you so much man um yeah but that and uh, hound dog both i was at the same job and it was this manufacturing warehouse called itc and uh, it was, you know, I'm just like lifting these metal things and, you know, put them in this machine and they come out and I put them in a stack on a pallet or whatever. And uh, so I just, uh, both of those songs, like I just came up with, so Hound Dog, I came up with both of the choruses in my head and um, recorded them on my phone. And, um, and I, and then there was another one that's not on Spotify or anything. I haven't done anything with it yet, but it, um, it just, you know, it came to me at work and I wrote pretty much the whole thing in my head and then went home and like, it actually sounded pretty good, you know? And I think, I think that there are benefits to that. I think more of your influences can come through writing songs in that way because they're coming from within you rather than like trying to add something to a guitar riff that you've yeah. come up with or chord progression. And um, it's just really exciting to me seeing the differences between songs that I've written in one way or another, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was a very long answer. I like that. Do you find that uh, certain, I don't know, let's, let's say certain emotions help you, you know, write a song more easily? You know, whether that's you're angry, you're sad, you're, you know, ha- as non-complex as those words are and the uh-huh. things that are behind them. But, you know, is there one mindset that you get into where you're just, they just like come to you? I will say that I think um, I think I had this idea pretty early on that that sad songs or dark lyrics are like more respected or something based on Radiohead and certain right. other things, you know. Radiohead. And uh, obviously, Radiohead is like one of the greatest bands of all time, uh, from my perspective, anyway. Um, but yeah, so I've written a lot of stuff that's kind of sad, you know, and um, and uh, I think. But I don't know if I, I don't know if it's easier for me to write sad stuff. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I think, I think um, my mood, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But um, 
I'm definitely going to pay more attention to that aspect of it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've definitely written more like sad, moody stuff than I have like happy stuff for sure. Yeah. I, I feel like happy sad is and hard moody to do is my favorite. Because you have to do it well. Like if you just write a happy song, it's just a happy song. But if it's to do it well, it like has to be like fleshed out really strategically because otherwise mm-hmm. it just things that know. make me feel horrible make me feel the best at the same time i i love listening to something that just sounds just mm, stab my heart out i love this that's 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 how i am mm-hmm. so anytime yeah. someone makes something like that i kind of like i fall in love with them well i think you know if you're listening to or if you're writing a happy song there's you're not there's not i think if you're if you write something sad then you it um is a different thing where you kind of you know expressing that thing is more rewarding and feels better because you needed that a little bit you know if you're happy and you write a song then it's not like you get some closure on your happiness or anything like that you know but if you feel sad about something like that song hound dog i uh i had a friend he's like my best friend to this day but he uh, we kind of had a falling out at one point and um he like he like basically just didn't talk to me for months and um i was going through a lot in 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 that in my life at that time and i could have really used my best friend you know and uh and i knew that i wanted to write a song about it and um it really felt like i expressed exactly what i wanted to in a in a very clear and succinct way that um i just i felt so much closure and relief when i wrote that song and um but yeah i mean happy songs i don't think i've written any honestly there's you know something might start to sound upbeat but then like mm-hmm. it sucks when that's like the extent of someone's listening is the sound of the song and not what's actually like going on like lyrically mm-hmm. or like the meaning of things so if you actually listen to something it's like oh man oh you all right yeah like someday by the strokes yeah the happiest sounding songs that there is but the lyrics are actually really sad and like you know melancholy i love Um, i love i love thread of joy that's a great song too by mm -hmm. them it's a their little one of the little eps they did a couple years ago Mm -hmm. they have a lot of great songs that like are upbeat and like you know very very popular but then you go and you it's like how many of y'all are listening to what he's saying? Yeah, he's not a happy dude. Yeah, exactly. But I will say, um, actually, I mean, we might be dreaming. I kind of forgot about, but that is probably the happiest song that I've written. But it came from a place of sadness in a way because it's about this um, this girl that I met once who I like had a big crush on, but you know, I was you know it just never developed or whatever, and and. Um, and then one day, like, like I, I really, you know, I really liked this girl for a long time. And then w- I, I wrote the, the music for We Might Be Dreaming. I, like, I just, uh, I woke up one day and had just the riff for it. And I was like, I'm going to write a song around this and record the music. So I spent like 10 hours that day doing that. And it was really exciting. I had the music and I was excited about it. And I went to sleep that night. And I had this dream that the girl that I was really into, you know, that we were in a relationship, we were together and it was great and it felt so good. And I woke up feeling like still feeling that, you know, because that dreams, man, dreams are crazy. 
and the feelings. I mean, it was such a real feeling and it felt so good. And I woke up knowing that it wasn't real, but still being like, that was nice. You know what I mean? And then, so I wrote the lyrics um, about the first time that we met. And um, so it was sort of a melancholy thing, but that's, you know, you don't get that from the lyrics at all. It just sounds like a love song or whatever. Um, but, um, but yeah, that's definitely probably my happiest song. Um, but yeah, I, I do love, like, that's one of the most organic songwriting processes that I've had too, is like, I, I wrote the music and I was so excited about it. I went to sleep and I had this dream. And the, the next morning I, I wrote the lyrics and, uh, we might be dreaming. It just, you know, it all worked out so well. <laughs> it's funny how, it's always funny how much time like goes into it behind the scenes and you're like man when you tell stories like that you're like you're like i spent 10 hours on it and it's a four minute song and you're like <laughs> do you think that the like being condensed down it does them a disservice like do you find that a shorter song does you a disservice or a longer song does you a disservice when you're trying to work through those things, especially when you listen back to them, you know, mm -hmm. do you find that you can relive all of the time that you invested? Because as we make them, you know, we invest in them emotionally more so than anything else um, mm -hmm. because there are songs, but you know, do, do you find that a shorter song can mean more or less to you based on when you go back to listen, can you relive that whole thing? I think it depends on like what your goal is for that song. Like, um, and also, I mean, for me, like whenever I listen back to something I recorded, if I, as long as I recorded it well, then it's like, it all was worth it. And I remember the time I put into it and I feel really fulfilled by that. You know, if I wanted people to be aware of like the amount of time I spent on it or whatever, then I don't know, that might be disappointing. Cause there are songs that like I'll have, you know, I'll have a chorus for something like this song funny that I do um, that I've done with the band. Um, it's um, so I had the chorus for it for like a year and a half to two years, probably. And it was so frustrating. I wrote like three different versions of it that just I knew weren't quite there yet, you know. Mm -hmm. And then one morning I had nothing to do and my roommates weren't home and I brought a bowl downstairs and sat on the couch with my guitar and came back to that chorus and I spent again like 10 or 12 hours just fleshing out that song and that's another one of the most organic songwriting processes that I've had because um I really felt like it, it it expressed exactly what I wanted it to and the lyrics were and the lyrics were like you know they they were accurate and like clever here and there you know what I mean one of my favorite lyrics from that song is um um I'm tired of, I'm tired of losing hope, then trying to gain control. My life is a joke and the punchline is my soul. And mm. that just, I mean, cause you know, it's about how I don't know anything for sure about the nature of the universe or anything. And uh, it, it's kind of scary, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I do feel like my life is a joke and the punchline is that I'm going to die and <laughs> to figure out what happens after that, you know? Right. Um, I'm sorry. I forgot the question. No, that's, that, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I, I think there's a certain amount of retrospect that you, when you listen back to one of your songs that uh, Christian, um, I think had asked at one time, when you listen back to a song that you, you recorded, however long ago it was, does it, do you feel like the things you were saying then mean something different today kind of thing where, you know, whatever you're feeling then was it almost insight to what you might be feeling now or vice versa? Like things you didn't really uh, weren't conscious of at the time. Are they more prevalent now that you can tell that they're there? I think absolutely. You know, cause I think, um, I mean, in my experience as a songwriter, I think all of what goes into your songs lives within you, you know? And so, and I think on some level, all of that stuff that is in there, like that subconscious stuff is aware of where it's at and where it might be or where it wants to be, you know? And uh, so I, I do like, I have listened back to songs and gotten different meaning from certain things that maybe is more applicable now or, or um, more, you know, more meaningful now in my life. And um, that's just another part of how cool songwriting is and, and how much I love it. Um, Cause it really is a personal thing for me. Like I, I feel like I try to be really honest in my songs and like, you know, it's therapeutic for me. It's, it's expressing stuff that could be hard to otherwise. And that I probably wouldn't otherwise, you know, cause I don't really make any other art. So, you know, unless I had a really good conversation with somebody and was able to articulate something well and they understood it you know i don't know how i would get that satisfaction from whatever stuff i have within me you know um but yeah definitely i think uh, you know i've been writing songs for like 12 years now and um and it is really interesting to me what um you know what what still resonates with me or or you know because also i've changed so much in so many ways and like I've conquered certain demons and I've, you know, I've got new ones now. And, um, I think, yeah, I think it all is really meaningful to me and, and that, that meaning can evolve in really interesting ways. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yes, sir. Have but anyway, I should probably get going guys. Yeah. I yeah. should. I wish now that we had done this before we did the movie talk, cause we could do that any <laughs> old time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love talking about songwriting and I don't get to do it that often. And uh, I appreciate you guys giving me the chance and listening and stuff. It's super cool. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Anytime. Um, Ethan, before you go, let, let's just do really quick. We can rattle them off. Um, mm-hmm. Instagram. We've talked about it a couple of times. Any, you know, you're on what your name is for the band, your social handles, all that stuff, just so that way mm-hmm. people can hear it. But also, like I said, I'm, I'm going to post it in the, in the episode when we go so they can just click and go awesome uh yeah friends with elephants spelled how it sounds um uh instagram is at friends with elephants pretty simple um uh those are the big ones i'm on facebook as friends with elephants but i don't do much on there you know um and hopefully i'll have a website sometime soon but spotify friends with elephants check it out we're putting out an ep uh we're i'm finishing it up right now with my buddy my producer josh altfader who is uh, Southwood Studios? Check that out too. Um, he's he's great and and has worked with great artists in Columbus and um, and um, yeah. The EP is going to be called Time, and it's sort of a concept. It's sort of a journey. 
from start to finish. And um, I'm really excited about it. So that'll be out probably in a few months because that's another thing that I didn't bring up, but I'm interested. Oh, shit. I, we'll, we'll talk about it sometime. We'll grab a beer or something. But yeah. uh, just the whole, you know, when I heard from somebody recently that when you finish a recording, it should be like three months between when you're done with it and when you release it because you should be emailing like music publications and college radio stations and et cetera, and trying to get people to listen to it and review it and stuff. So that when you put it out, there's like, you know, you got this review, you got all this other stuff. So that's like what I'm going to try and do with this EP. Cause I'm really excited about it. And I don't want to have spent a year and a half doing this thing and then for nobody to listen to it, you know? Right. So anyway, so that'll be out in, in the next few months. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Christian, you want to take us home? Yeah. Well, this has been talking soda pop and we talked it uh, quite a lot. Thank you for coming out and, and, and tangenting with us and, ta- and just, just, just gabbing, just gabbing, just gabbing. Love it. I love it. You guys are great. Thanks so much for having me, Christian Cameron, your menches, I think. I don't know what that actually means, but I'm pretty sure you guys are each one mensch. And uh, I would love <laughs> the to, bestest uh, mensch. Love to get together, play some music, whatever, you know, maybe play another show together soon. Oh, so, most um, definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll be in touch. Hell yeah, dude. Awesome. We'll see you later. All right. See you guys. Thanks again. Bye.